Hello, everybody, and welcome to TeacherCast, your home for professional development. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and welcome to the TeacherCast App Spotlight. Today, we're going to be talking to a great company that has a mission to help every child out there learn a foreign language. Today, we're going to be talking to our friends from Rosetta Stone, and we have a great program in store for you today. There's, of course, several great ways to reach out and be a part of this and all of our broadcasts. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail email us at feedback at teachercast.net and of course you can subscribe to this and all of our shows over on teachercast.net slash audio and teachercast.net slash video and again one more time thank you so much for joining us today it is so nice to see you today our guest is tanya moss from rosetta stone she is the global marketing director tanya welcome to the show how are you today Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we're talking all about Rosetta Stone and the great things that they're doing in the world of education. Now, I know Rosetta Stone from their 25 years of being a fantastic application, teaching everybody a second language. We hear the commercials, we see the television stuff, we see all the great things that they're doing on social media. But today we're going to be talking about what Rosetta Stone's doing in the classroom. Um, tell us a little bit about the Rosetta Stone story. What are we doing with with uh, with education these days? Sure. And as you mentioned, we've been around for about 25 years. And one thing that a lot of people don't know is that we started in the education market and we have a very strong implementation within the education uh, market space. Um, in K-12, we have two different kinds of uses. Um, and that is where some teachers are leveraging us as classroom integration to ensure that their students are able to access um, language learning in the classroom, outside of the classroom, but primarily as a resource for them to be able to expand on the language uh, production and pronunciation pieces with our voice recognition system and something they can do outside of the classroom so that they continue to deliver and expand on that conversational piece of language learning. Now, it, go ahead. Now, many people know that you can purchase Rosetta Stone software in the store. And today we're going to be talking about how your school district can get in touch with Rosetta Stone and actually implement it district-wide. Uh, the website that we're going to be talking about today is rosettastone.com. And, of course, you can check out. There's a tab on top that says for educators. Tell us a little bit about what we can find on our website and how our school district can reach out to try some of the software. Sure. So on the website, you will find um, multiple resources around how other school districts are implementing Rosetta Stone. Um, it talks a little bit about our product and how to implement it within the classroom, gives you details around specifics and lessons. Um, we also have a page dedicated to resources, and you can find that just by scrolling up to the top and it says resources. And that's a hub of information that is specific to K-12 based on the type of implementation that you're looking for. And today, also on our program, we have a fantastic educator that's been using the Rosetta Stone system in her classroom. I want to bring on Miss Sydney Harper. Sydney, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're an educator in Colorado, I believe. I am. I teach at Aspen Academy. It's my eighth year here. Um, I've taught a myriad of different subjects here. I've taught everything from world history to music to drama and now back in the Spanish classroom, which is my favorite space to be in. Now, as, as a language teacher, tell us a little bit about what having an application like Rosetta Stone means to you and your students. 
this is something that's brand new into my classroom this year, and it has absolutely revolutionized the way that I teach Spanish. Um, the students have access to it as long as they're a student at Aspen Academy, and we also use it within the classroom as well. I love that the kids can work at their own pace, and so some can advance as far as they want to, and others need to work a little bit more slowly, but then as we come together as a group, I can pre present new information to them in a whole group setting. So it's really nice to be able to blend it that way. So Sydney, when, when Tanya's saying that her whole school district has access to this, are they getting a physical copy? Are they getting a login? What kind of devices does a family need to have in order to take advantage of Rosetta Stone? We have iPads and we're using it in, a, in the application. It can also be used on a computer. Each student at my school has their own login and they can, they can use it in or out of the classroom as long as they're in our, our own namespace. So each, each school or district gets their own namespace that, that associates to them. And what kind of feedback are you getting from your students? Is this something that's easy for them to pick up or is this something that they love working with? They love working with it. I have eighth graders who say they've been at the school for nine years and have never learned as much Spanish as they have in two weeks with Rosetta Stone. And I have kindergartners who pick it up and just immediately know how to use it and are advancing at their own level as well. It's, it's amazing. Tanya, is there a, a, a perfect school district for Rosetta Stone? Is there a model that it's, it's a, a younger grade, it's an earlier grade, or it's, is this a high school program? Talk to us a little bit about who your target audience is. Our, our target audience is specifically the uh, what we call FLESS programs, so foreign language elementary school programs, um, mainly because we know that that's where we can have a bigger impact in language learning. If we start earlier on, it's easier adoption and it can transition into middle school and high school. Um, so that's pretty much where we focus most of our attention is in grades three through six to ensure there's a solid implementation of language learning transitioning into the other grades. And what have you seen as far as feedback when it comes to parents, parent engagement? Is this, uh, is this something that you find that the parents need to work with on their students constantly? Or is this something that the students can just pick up at night and, you know, part of their normal homework assignment? Parents, I mean, parents really have not much involvement whatsoever. It's just the kids can actually pick it up. It's really easy and simple for them to um, do on their own. They're always excited to log in and to actually do their, their assignments. So it's never been an issue where a parent has to go in there and support it. Um, in general, I think that what happens is parents actually want to be engaged because they're excited about that language learning process as well. And we've had a lot of schools that have actually opened up licenses to parents so that they can learn side by side with their students. Now, uh, Sydney, I couldn't help but notice behind you is a guitar. Um, is there some kind of system that you're working on, perhaps with a musical background and your language learners? Yes, I integrate music into my classroom no matter what I'm teaching. And I, I almost feel like it's unjust for a Spanish teacher not to play the guitar. I'm not sure why. I think it's because my Spanish teachers played it when I was a kid as well. But we are... We, have installed actually four different language learning spaces into our school this year. And one of them happens to be an ethnomusicology lab. So you can't see it, but around me there are, we, we have instruments from cultures all around the world. And it's our goal to expose kids to music and 
cultures from all around the world. Would you be able to give us any examples of, of lessons that you've been doing? I know we had talked before the show started about, you know, maybe linking some things in our blog posts here. But, um, you know, for anybody out there that's looking to even bring up this topic of can we bring in something like a Rosetta Stone to our language classes, um, what kinds of things are you doing through Rosetta Stone, maybe that's not directly from Rosetta. Like how how are you? What are you using to supplement what you're doing in class? Absolutely. So the app gives the kids access to work on their own, and Rosetta Stone actually also has amazing online resources that have full on lesson plans that go with each unit of of the Rosetta Stone app. And I have been utilizing that to its fullest. It's really I mean, every everything about it is amazing. It integrates art from Latin America. It integrates um, scripts and and doing you know little scene scenes. It integrates you know so many different areas from other curriculums that that the kids are really getting an enriched education through this curriculum that's provided on their website too. It comes with the foundations program that we, that we're connected with. Well, let's talk a little bit about that here. Tell us a little bit about the professional development for a teacher. Is this something that we just open the box, check out the manual, or is there a robust training program for, for teachers and for parents? Yeah. As far as I know, there are lots of different packages of professional development that, that you can um, sign up for. The piece that we ended up with is um, mostly back office training. So how how to enroll your students and how to make sure that they're progressing. I can run reports and, and find all of the different statistics on what the students are working on. I can find the average scores that they're doing, how much time they're spending in the app. So I had some extensive training in that. The app itself is super intuitive. I didn't need a lot of training in that. And um, with all the back office training, they showed me how to find all of the different curriculums and download it. And they also have tracking systems and um, reward sheets and all sorts of everything a teacher could need. It's like lessons in a box. It's quite amazing. You know, we had mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast here that Rosetta Stone's been around for 25 years, celebrating their 25th anniversary. How many, how many languages is Rosetta Stone supporting these days? So we have over 24 languages that we support for the K-12 market. Um, and I couldn't even mention all of them, but you can go to the website and there's P specific. I can share with you which ones are the most um, leveraged languages here in the U.S. for education. And that is Spanish, English, Portuguese, French, German, and very interestingly, Latin is, st is still one of those languages that there is high interest from schools to actually implement. Very, very cool. It's amazing, the range. Now, am I correct in thinking it's a similar program, just insert language and insert culture? Am I saying that right? Yeah, so the language concept is the same for each. The graphics change depending on where, um, what country we're actually talking about. Um, and then, of course, some of the lessons change, you know, for example, for Arabic and Mandarin, those are languages that, you know, it's a little bit different because it's all very visual. So we have to um, play out differently on the imagery that we are actually selecting. And it's all based on the way we actually learn a language, which is just no translation. It's really focused on you looking at an image and really understanding the context and the concept of what that image is trying to imply. What do you find are some strategies for 
learning a language. I know myself, I, it, I, I'm the guy that took three years to pass German too. It, it, language has always been very difficult for me to pick up foreign languages. W- what advice do you have to anybody who might be listening to that going, maybe I should try you know, using the Rosetta Stone system? Practice, practice, practice. And that's the key area where it's like we always recommend our school districts have their students go in at least three times a week for 30 minutes a day. And it's just that consistency of continuing to pick it up. And of course, if you have more time, definitely more time to it. But it's, you know, starting with that, making sure you're actually immersing yourself in that particular program, but then also going outside and, you know, perhaps it's like finding a YouTube video in that language or finding some sort of online resource that is specific to the culture you're interested in and really starting to pick up on that listening piece because when you pick up on that listening and then you're also doing the speaking engagement, that's really when your brain starts going in the right direction in terms of picking up exactly what the context of that language will be. You know, I love it how it, it is just like picking up a musical instrument. We talk a lot in the music world of music is like a foreign language. You have to practice with everything. And speaking of practicing, um, we recently celebrated Language Learning Month, uh, which is March of every year. Tell us a little bit about what Language Learning Month is and what Rosetta Stone was doing to support um, this great initiative. So Language Learning Month for us is a time and an opportunity for us to connect and reach out directly to teacher and provide them with the right type of resources for them to be able to um, engage at a higher level and have different types of resources. For this year in particular, we created a calendar with different activities throughout the, the month where teachers could actually infuse some different lesson planning into what they were doing in the classroom. Um, and it was super exciting to see the engagement of some of the teachers. We actually have right now something called the bridge. The bridge is a community that we started. It's a customer engagement community. And we could see, we see within the forums in that community the excitement of the teachers and the lessons that they were planning based on that calendar that we had shared with them. So tell us a little bit about some of the extra resources and stuff that you guys have for these activities. How are you supporting language learners outside now that the month of March is over? So we will continue to support teachers with different resources. Um, right now, one of the things that we're doing is engaging teachers in a contest. This is a contest where they are actually asking their kids to provide us with artwork that is related to what inspires them to learn a language. Um, So the winners, and we have about 12 winners, will actually get a pizza party for their class. So um, of course, a lot of teachers are super excited about that and the students as well. Um, The idea behind it is that all of that we will then gather together to provide a calendar for teachers for the back to school timeframe. That's pretty awesome that you guys are constantly supporting teachers throughout the year, not just uh, during the language months. I, I want to talk a little bit about implementing this, right? Because so many people out there listening to this show is sitting here looking at this going, okay, if I purchase this for my district, what do I get? If I'm a school district looking to bring in Rosetta Stone, do I purchase it per student? Do I purchase it per language? Do I purchase it per classroom? Tell us a little bit about what we need to do to sign up for this. So the way it goes is, and most of the school districts actually have a batch of licenses that they um, um, purchase. And the way it works out is that it's a license per student. And then once you actually uh, purchase the program, you actually can decide whether or not you want to provide access to multiple language, or if you want to select specific languages that you want your students to engage in. So it's up to the school district to decide how they want to implement. 
and we're here to support any type of implementation. So, you know, that's the great part about our program. We really want to ensure that we're working with schools and districts to meet their needs specifically on what they want to accomplish and then set those benchmarks for success based on what they want to accomplish. That's pretty neat. And and how easy is it to set up it, when when we let's say a school district orders a thousand licenses, um, does that hook into a, a systems integration system? Does this hook into something? Is it how how do I suddenly install for a thousand students? So we have an implementation and support team that supports the school districts through every level of this, and it's pretty much a sequence on a couple of meetings. You know, identifying who. The, the champions will be internally getting together with the champions because what we've seen is that that implementation piece, that um, ramp up, start up um, support, it's extremely important to the success of the program. So we ensure that we have the right people in place and the right support mechanism in place. Um, and then it's just a matter of collaborating back and forth on who the students will be. Um, we actually, um, can upload those directly for the school district or the school district can actually do them themselves. There's different tools out there. We also um, um, can actually uh, um, hook up to LMS systems as well so that uh, there's complete cohesive interaction within what's in the LMS and what Rosetta Stone is actually reporting on. Uh, so it's definitely you know, an easy implementation for a school district to go after. The website is rosettastone.com. You can find out more information over at rosettastone.com slash K12. And before I go, I wanted to mention this one photo that's here on this website. This wonderful student is holding a tablet device. Um, I, I don't want to leave today without asking what platforms is this available for? Is if you know if a school district's in a BYOD system or a one-to-one -one or or none of the above, what does a school district need to have technology-wise in order to run the Rosetta Stone applications? Internet. I mean, pretty much any kind of device, that's it. Every device will work. Um, you can do it on iPads, you can do it on computers, you can do it on phones. Um, so it's definitely just an app on the phones. Um, and it's up to the school district to decide what type of um, hardware they want to implement it on. Highly recommend checking everything out over on rosettastone.com. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. Before I let you go, uh, Tanya, give us a little bit of information about where we can find you if any teacher out there is looking for ways to use the software or ways to use it with their students. So the main place to actually find us is, of course, our website, rosettastone.com slash K12. Um, you could also reach through um, Twitter at rosettastone.edu. Or you can actually email us at education at rosettastone.edu.com. Sorry about that. Nice. And Sydney, where can we find out about you and the great things that are happening with your students? You can email me at sydney.harper, Sydney like Australia, at aspenacademy.org. And we have a Spanish Instagram that is Aspen Academy Spanish. And of course, we'll make sure that everything is linked on there. I want to say again, thank you to Sydney and to Tanya and to our friends at Rosetta Stone for coming on the show today. Check them out over there. It's rosettastone.com and also rosettastone.com slash K12. Great company, great learning software, something that I'll certainly be recommending to my school district and beyond here. And one more time, I want to say thank you guys out there so much for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out to us. Find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Email us at feedback 
at teachercast.net. Leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. And of course, this and all of our shows are archived over on iTunes and YouTube at teachercast.net slash audio and teachercast.net slash video. Until next time, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.